You're listening to the Cute Girls Club podcast, a safe space for women to talk about sex, love, money, and relationships. Here at the Cute Girls Club, we laugh, love, and liberate each other. Cuties, buckle up, and let's have some fun on today's episode. Welcome to the Cute Girls Club, and I am your host, Sha. Welcome, 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 cuties. As you can see, today is going to be a good one. Finances in a relationship. Who pays for what? Now, let's just jump right in on this one. So, finances is one of the top three causes of divorce. Finances, um, infidelity are the major two reasons for divorce. And then um, I think like sickness is which also like infertility and um, things of the, those natures, those I think it's like like a third, third, one of the top three things, because a lot of times people are able to hold up their end of the in sickness and in health. <clears throat> they just want the in health part. So finances is one of the most important things simply because it's attached to your livelihood. You know, you got to be able to eat. You got to be able to turn them lights on. You got to be able to have a roof over your head, clothes on your back. You be able to twist it when you hear, uh, you know, you, you need to be able to turn that key on a lock. Uh, you be able to turn some water on. You should be, you know, our basic needs, food, water, clothing, and shelter <clears throat> is attached uh, to uh, finances. So when someone's not able to provide and when I say someone, that's either a man or a woman. We'll talk about gender roles and gender equality and all of that good stuff in a second. However, we need these are conversations that should be had before. A lot of us women, y'all are guilty of this one. I was guilty too. I'm not going to sit here and try to beat you over the head. But you just be so in love that you don't realize that you are in you have fell in love or you in love or you in a relationship or you're in a marriage with somebody who is financially illiterate a person who is financially illiterate is worse than a man who cannot read or a woman who cannot read or write financial illiteracy is the worst type of illiteracy but this is something that you should be you know keep your little hot pan is up and find out if the person that you are even thinking about building a life with is this person financially illiterate because there's a lot of people who make a lot of money but they're financially illiterate and what i mean is 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 that <clears throat> it's folk making $20,000 a month it's people who, you because know, I, I get to look at stuff like this all day. Sometimes you will see people who literally 
bring in hundreds of thousands of dollars and they don't even, their bank accounts don't even have, they don't even have $10,000, $20,000. Because when you have somebody who's financially illiterate, as, as much as they earn their spending, they're using the same amount of money. <clears throat> if you're bringing in uh, $100,000 a month, and you spending ninety nine thousand of it. It's some financial illiteracy somewhere. It's some overspending somewhere. It's some ex overextending of the means somewhere. So this is a very important thing that needs to be talked about in the beginning. Before you pull your little panties down. But me, before you pull your little thing out. This is why it's so important to do the dating stage. The get to know stage. The, the things. And let me explain something to you too. It's a very. It's a thin line. And the reason why it's an area that nobody wants to really have the conversation. Because a lot of times when you are financially exposed it also exposes you to people trying to take advantage. Gold digging men, these these homosexuals is out here. You know, I I had to learn this lesson the hard way my own self. <clears throat> when you meet a man, don't bring him to your house. I will not even tell him where I live because of... Just when you say the name of the building that you stay in, they automatically assume that you have a lot of money because it's not cheap to stay there. It don't matter what you get. Even if you're in a studio, they know that it's not going to be cheap, even that studio. So it's to a point you can't even disclose a whole lot because when you dealing with homo homosexuals or and it's a lot of women out there. Now, again, I like to make this disclaimer. Men, if you are out here leading with money, trying to impress, trying to flex, I got plenty of money. You got plies singing in the background, I got plenty of money. You trying to flex in the car. You trying to flex with the timepiece. You trying to flex in the suit. You trying to flex in the house. You trying to let somebody think you got all of this money. You trying to flex. Oh, I'm taking you to the finest this. Oh, I want to take, we going on trips, da, 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 da. Do not get mad if you condition a woman to lean on your finance, financial flexes. Don't get don't call that woman a gold digger because you laid out the the yellow brick road. You yell you laid it out. So if that's how you're leading, because that's why I'm a firm believer, don't start nothing you aren't willing to keep up. My friends laugh at me when I say that all the time. Um when a man gets me, <clears throat> don't expect me to wash your clothes because did you see my closet, sir? I have more than enough clothes of my own to wash. There is no room for me to wash your clothes. If you need if you need somebody to wash your clothes, I'm going to need for you to stroll on down to the washeteria 
or there is services who will actually come to your house and pick your stuff up, wash it, and bring it back. If you need somebody to do that, you need to make sure you earn enough money to either do it yourself or pay somebody to do it. Because I'm not your wash lady. I'm not that girl. And ladies, don't be afraid to let people know your areas of contention. Don't be out here um, fronting, trying to make a... Listen to me. If a man wants you, he going to want you. Flaws and all. So stop sitting up in there trying to be somebody that you're not. Because that's where a lot of women, you disappointed. I did this and I did that. And I was this and I was that. And I, I kept a clean house and I, and I made food and I, and I took care of the kids and I, and I played the bills and I balanced the budget and I da 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 And he still cheated on me. Ma'am, you worked yourself to death is what you did. Trying to keep up a two-person job all by yourself and still got cheated on. Still got lied to. Still got disappointed. So be who you are. Honey, if you a nasty helper who got Q-tips all under the bathroom sink and on the floor and or you somebody that don't have, that it ain't clean, ain't nothing clean, blah, blah, blah. Be that person in front of your dude. Because dudes will do that. You'll go over their house and it'll be a damn mess and they don't even care. It can stink and everything. When you walk in the bathroom, all you smell is pee and they will not give a shit. You accept me and my pissy ass or you go on about your business. They don't care. And the strip is, is most of them men got a woman, pissy and all. So, when you're with someone, when you get, this is the thing. Some people may say, you should want to talk about that immediately. No. You need to say, you just need to get the basics. Does he own his own place or does he have an apartment does he live in that apartment by himself or does he have roommates or i.e let me tell you something start running when you hear shit like my mama stay with me no you stay with your mama get away from him but when you you those are things that are important especially when you get to a certain age when you in your and, and I get that this rents have gone ridiculous. Honey, probably everybody gonna need a roommate if we keep going at the rate we're going. However, how this is also a test of how a person stands up during adversity. For somebody to come through and say, Well, we raising your rent four hundred dollars. Are you able to weather that storm? Are you able to say I'm gonna um I'm gonna um buckle down, cut corner somewhere, and keep this roof over my head? Uh, it, it, how am I can I cut the budget four hundred dollars because uh housing is important? Are we gonna come together and we're gonna make uh you know if and especially if it's a 
husband and wife situation and kids. Okay, well, how can we bring an additional $400 a month into this household? Because we've got to continue to keep this roof over our head. Because $400 can literally sink some families. But this is the, the kind of financial talks that needs to be talked about. As soon as you say, as soon as somebody says that they want to be in a committed relationship, when you see the relationship getting ready, when we pass the, oh, no, you hang up. Oh, no, you hang up. Where y'all falling asleep trying to talk to each other on the phone. Y'all, da-da-da-da. After you get through your honeymoon phases and you start saying, well, I want to be, this is the person that I want to be with. This is the person I want to spend my life with. This is somebody we're getting close to each other. We're spending together. And definitely before you go and shack or ladies, because y'all guilty of this shit too. I've done it before. Won't do it again. But before y'all move, a fool in your house, you need to make sure you got all of the financial shit laid out. And lay it out. Stop trying to be scared. Let me explain something to you. Let me tell you something. Big Rent, Miss Georgia Power, Miss Comcast, Miss T-Mobile. Miss Verizon, Miss Miss uh uh what's the other uh cable company? I can't think of, um, I can't think of the other name of them. But that, let me tell you something. It is Miss EMC. It's nothing like Miss uh Atlanta Gaslight. Uh, it's nothing. When I tell you. It is nothing like them ladies there. Oh, baby, it'll separate the fact from the fiction. You add them bills up and they four and five thousand dollars. You lay that in front of a boy. Let me tell you something, baby. You it'll run his ass up out of there and it will save you some heartache and some pain. And let me tell you something. Do I like emotional heartbreak? No, I do not. But to be financially heartbroken, let me explain something to you. Let me t- let me let me tell you about. Let me tell y'all a little little quick story about financial heartbreak. This was way back when I was young. I think I was probably like, oh, I want to say twenty four. And I had dated this same guy for almost five years, four five years, since I had. I think I was like about to turn 25 so since I had been 20 I date the same dude when I tell you he did everything that he could possibly do he lied he cheated he got women pregnant he slept with minors he I mean he did when I say arrested shoplifted when I say uh try to sleep with my friend when I tell you if it could have been if if every low down thing that could been done he was doing it Then he had the nerve to cheat on me with a stripper. Come to the, come home. This is this was our final day. He came home, ran me a bath. 
he he bathed me. Then we got up. I when I got when I got up, pulled took all the water out, washed the tub out, got back in the shower. He washed my hair. When I came out, he had cooked me dinner. He had laid my pajamas out on the bed. So I, he dried me off, put my pajamas on. We ate the food. We go back, and you can tell when you're young, because hunt now my old ass can't. Honey, I can't be making no love to you on no full stomach. Honey, if you want, if you want to see me throw up, try to try to do some thrusting on a full stomach. Anyway, but we ate, we made love, we hold each, he held me, we went to sleep. I promise y'all, the next day I get up, this fool has a U-Haul and this heifer moving all his stuff out of the house left me high and dry because he even though I worked a job but he got more money under the table because he was a DJ and he used to get a bunch of tips right so I would literally be going to the bank with cash because of him he giving me the money that he would get, he would use his paycheck, which was not a lot, because he would probably get anywhere from two to three hundred dollars a night in tips. So back in the early nineties, when your rent was three hundred, and I think we had a brand new apartment, and it was like three eighty five a month. It was a brand new one bedroom, one bath, walk-in closet, screened-in porch, living room, kitchen, dining room. I mean, it was a really nice one bedroom apartment for back in the day. And I think it was like $385, $390. But at this point, I think I made like, ooh, I want to say I probably made like $17,000. $17,000 a year is what I think I was making. Let me see what that was. Let me get the math, y'all. So that means I was making like $14, $16 a month. Uncle Sam uh, takes 30 of it. So... 14 13 minus 450 in taxes that's left me with about 963 a month uh and i had and so if we go 385 and then i think i had a car note of like $200 and then whatever utilities and food so I probably had like $300 left after I paid everything for food and gas and everything else. So just say $300 divided by four. So you had like $75 a week to buy food, water, clothing, uh, anything else. So a lot of times people be like, well, you had to know when you, when you do everything that you got to do, that didn't leave a whole lot of money. So when you had some, I had somebody who was bringing home, 
two and three hundred dollars a day and he only worked like four days a week so just say he brought two hundred dollars and then he still got a check but that's eight hundred times four so he was bringing like thirty two hundred dollars which was a lot of money uh for somebody back then so he was making like probably about fifty thousand dollars a year which probably is equates to about a hundred thousand dollars a year now so let's just say that anyway so when he walked out with all of that and he was making sure he paid everything da 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 da, da. that's the reason why I do I'm not a proponent of women being stay at home mothers who earn no money who is totally de- who is totally financially dependent on a man I'm not saying be not be a stay at home mom but I am saying stay at home mom get a stay at home business And please hit me up at the cute girls club at gmail.com so I can tell you some stuff that can help you, you know, make sure you got some coins. So if a uh, husband, baby, daddy, whatever he is, try to leverage that money against you, because there's a lot of y'all women, be, you know, being financially abused, being abused because your livelihood is attached to his finances. So these are these are, these are conversations that need to be had from the gate. When you all decide, well, we're going to do a committed relationship, the finances need to be talked out right then. This is how, this this is what the bills are, and this is the thing. I am not a proponent of letting a man know how much money I make. Because what I found is it's intimidating for them, especially if it's more than they make. I find that if they are homosexual, then a homosexual is going to try to exploit your money. So make sure... You're vetting the people that you're with thoroughly if they're there for you or if they're there for finances. Because if they're there for finances, then you need to reevaluate the entire relationship. Is the finances important? Yes. Is it, should it be discussed? Yes. But you, it's a thin line. Between love and using the shit out of you because they feel like you can give them an economic leg up. So it's, it's not it's not an easy balance. But when you get this conversation, transparency needs to be done. If you got. Five thousand. If you got twenty, thirty, a hundred thousand dollars worth of student loans, or even if you got debts or credit card debts or whatever kind of debts, liens or whatever it is, whatever it is, that needs to be talked about. Especially liens. If you buying property together, 
the other person needs to know. If if you're trying to purchase a house together and you've had a foreclosure in the last four years, your partner needs to know that because a lot of times people are getting denied for home loans. I see it every day. People getting denied for a home loan and not realizing why we getting denied. Then when they get send the the um the the reason for um the loan from being denied, and then say it's because of credit. Then the people are like, well, my score is da da da. It's more than your score. If it is foreclosures and forbearances and short sales and deed and lose up on them credit and it's not seasoned properly, it's an automatic denial in an agency world, in an FHA world. FHA has a, um, a, a more of a leniency product. I think theirs is like two years seasoning versus four years on agency. But, you, you, but this is the thing. If your if your significant other knows that this is what we have, then at that point you can be more prepared. Okay, well maybe we don't need to do an agency loan. Maybe we need to do a non-conforming loan, not a, a loan that's you know that has has more leniency, that has more um, where uh, where the loan can get done. But don't blindside nobody. With your stuff. And then. Let's go and talk about. If you are the woman. And you are the primary breadwinner, The male ego is fragile. So. Tearing him down. Or beating him down. Because you have more money than him or you make more money than him. Baby, you might as well just go ahead on and leave from the beginning. Break up. As soon as you get together, just break up. If you that woman who tit for tat, petty, oh my this, this my house, this my car, this my this, it's my that. Well, hell, if he moved in to your house, he knows yours. If he driving your car, he knows yours. You need to evaluate why you even accepting him. And let me tell you something. I did a dude a favor. He don't realize I did him a favor, but I did him a favor. He was trying to date me. And he had he had two nickels to rub together. He could, this 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 how much money he didn't have. He up in here riding around with expired tags. Riding around with expired tags. Got a daughter. I think she was like five, four, five years old. Young child. He barely can take somebody to the movies. He takes me to the movies. I was like, I pay for the refreshments. So I paid for the popcorn, the drinks, and um, I think I got, he had popcorn. I had nachos, two drinks. I said, well, I'll pay for the refreshments. Because especially on the first date, 
I try to do something because I don't want you to think that I owe you anything and I'm definitely not obligated to give you sex simply because I'm not a sex worker. So you cannot leverage dinner for coochie when you talking to me. Get the fuck out of here. Because I can buy myself or cook myself any dinner I want, praise God. So a man can't leverage no plate against me. First of all, I don't hardly like other people cooking like that. So that's a solid fuck off for me. Anyway, so he's like, I want to be with you. He all touch it, feely, blah, blah, blah. I said, please take your hands off of me. And he was like, what? I'm an affectionate person. I said, I said, well, you feel this is the thing. One person's. One person's affections may be another person's predatory. I am not a person that cares for people that I don't know to touch me because I believe that spirits travel. And I'm going to tell you the reason why, even when you may not be paying attention, but I'm going to help you. I'm going to help y'all cue this today. Have you ever noticed you might have slept with a dude that you didn't really know or you was hugging up, hugging somebody, and then you be like, the next, your next week, it was bad. Everything fucked up that could possibly happen, happened. And you like, what the hell is going on? Little, do you realize that you probably done laid down with somebody who got demonic spirits, or you done hug somebody, or you done let somebody into your realm with all these, with all these um, evil spirits? Are these spirits that's janky as hell? Let me tell you something. Everybody does not deserve to be allowed into your space. It's just that simple. And so I saved, I so I saved him because I told him. First of all, he was he was very off-putting. He was his approach in the beginning was nice because he really wasn't my type of man, and he that was something that also bothered him. He was like he was like you don't find me to be attractive. I said not really. I know I I, I said this is the thing though. I'm not I'm my preference doesn't trump my necessities. So what I mean is, is, is that I would not forward, I would not forfeit a man of character for my preferences, my physical preferences. Do I like my physical preferences? Hell yeah. But it's often your your physical preferences is and he, that man got a got has zero character, so character is more pressing for me. So I was like, I'm mature enough to know that if somebody is not necessarily aesthetically pleasing to my eyes, that means I got to convert to the next step, which is. Who are you? What makes you special? What makes you good? What makes you, you know, what is it about you? So he was touchy feeling. I'm like, don't, don't touch me like that. It's inappropriate. I don't know you. 
Then he broke the camel's back when he says, uh, can I go upstairs and eat you out? I was like, are you crazy? You think that now I'm this now I'm I'm downstairs in my son's parking deck. Because that was another thing, ladies. You don't meet no fool at your house. So if I'm gonna go on a date with you, you're gonna meet me and drop me off. We're gonna see each other at my son's house. You know why? Because if you try to pull them stunts. Let me tell you something. He going to tear your ass out the frame. You going to wish to God, God gave you two asses because he going to rip one of them off for you. I would literally, I would, I would not entertain him in the house. I would have him come up into the common area that's got a kitchen and sink and views and beautiful, sit out and watch the sunset and talk. Ladies, you do not have to bring ladies. That's what y'all friends are for. Girlfriends, look out for each other. If she says she going on a date with so-and-so, don't let her bring no food back to her house. If you a woman and you paying all these $5 million a month for these buildings and they got common areas and da-da-da-da, have your friend bring a date back to that common area. Y'all bring them in. You sit down. You and, and you let him know, oh, this is this, my girl lives here. These are the amenities, you know. You and your girl, your girl come and let you up, so this fool can know. It's people looking at you. It's cameras all around this building. Concierge take take his ID and scan it in. We need to look out for each other. Emotionally, physically, financially. Because it's a war on women right now. But that's another episode. But I did him a favor, y'all. Guess what I told him after I realized I knew he wasn't for me. After he tried. he I asked him to take his hands off of me. And he kept to, and girl, this was the one. He grabbed my face in my chin and was like, you're going to kiss me. And I had to literally punch him in his throat. I said, listen to me. Get your hands off of me. I said, you go. You go on about your business. So he calls me back on the phone. And he was like, what is, I, 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 I just don't know what just happened. I said, because you're, because you're so used to getting away with predatory behavior, you don't even realize that you're a predator. A predator? I said, yes. I said, when you grab my face and try to force me to kiss you, that, is, if, that made me feel like if we, was, if we weren't outside in the park, because we was in the Target, target parking deck, I said, if I was not somewhere where I could scream help, if we just say I had to let you up in my son's house, or I had let you in my house, and you was trying to have sex with me, and I said no, you would try to rape me. Your, your, your behavior, you got that rapey-ass culture behavior. I said, and the part is, is you got a daughter. 
Would you want some man to grab your daughter's face the way you did mine and force her to kiss them? He was like, oh, my goodness. I said, it's shameful. I said, but this is what I need you to do. I said, I've been literally watching you for the last four weeks. That's the reason why I said, you're upset because you would have been able to have sex with me by now because that's the thing too, cuties. I'm so sick of y'all pulling y'all little funky ass panties down so quick. So now when you a woman that's a woman of character or decency, a man is literally looking at you like an anomaly, like a damn two-headed unicorn. The fact that you will not uh, drop your drawers for them within 48 to 72 hours. They don't even think they're supposed to work for Coochie because they think it's just a given that they even, that you owe it to them. They, they are vaginally entitled because y'all helpers is out here passing out Coochie life flyers. Then mad at the end results. So I told this fool after that, I said, outside of your rapey ass behavior, I also realized too, you riding around on expired tags. You don't hardly have enough money to take me out. I said, and then also what should be done also is, is that what about your daughter? If something happened to you tomorrow, will she be okay? Do you have life enough life insurance to make sure she's okay? To cover what you pay in child support. Do you have a policy for that? So that if something happens to you. Her mother. Her mother will not. Have, have to raise your child. In poverty. So I told him. I said let's do the math. Let's say you pay $400 a month child support. Times 12. That's $4,800 a year. Your child five years old. So you got to pay that for another 13 years. Times 13. I said, do you have a life insurance policy with a face value of $62,400 for your daughter? He said, no. I said, well, you have some work to do. My pussy should be the last thing on your agenda. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do you a favor. And I'm going to ask that you do not call my phone again. Get your affairs in order so that your child will be okay. And ladies, when you're dating men with kids, that's why it is important to know how many. I met this one dude. When I met him, he claimed he had two children. By the time it was over, it's five. Because they lie and then they don't remember their lies. So if you would keep your drawers up long enough and just listen, keep your mouth shut, your eyes open, your ears open. You'll learn some financial things. Because let me explain something. A man with a bunch of kids is a financial liability. Because it's no way in the hell that you can be legacy building because he too busy paying a goddamn on child support man or running from him. And that's a problem too. 
Because a man who's running from the child support man and running from taking care of his children is a man who is, whose character is flawed. Because you grown enough to stick your dick in, but you, but you ain't grown enough to stick your neck out for your kids. So it's very important for you to know how many kids he got. How is that financially going to factor into the budget? What is his child support obligation? You do understand when a man has a uh, failure to pay child support, uh, they, they issue a child abandonment warrant on your man. What that does is it triggers the passport office to not let him out of the country. Now you got a man that you can't, you can't travel. You can't do nothing because he in child support. See, these are the type of financial things that needs to be talked about. This is the financial conversations that need to be had. Not what's your sign and what's your favorite color. Fuck that. Do you owe the government? Do you owe your children? Do you have warrants? These are things that you need to need to know. Oh, your favorite color green? Who gives a shit if it's not money? And ladies, when you are the primary breadwinner, it's not easy. Because men don't care about your money, especially men who make money. Usually men who make money tit for tat. Okay, like if you make $150,000 a year and a man who makes $150,000 a year, he normally ain't going to like you because he cannot control you financially. And it's more difficult for him to impress you because anything he can do, you can do it too. And, the, and this is the thing. Ladies, please stop underestimating men and stop thinking they're stupid. They are not stupid. They play dumb. They play dumb when they're trying to get away with shit. But they, pay, they got plenty of sense. Look at them always that they got just as much of sense as you and that they smart as you. Because they literally find your weak area, exploit it, and tear it down. Ladies, and especially ladies that's breadwinning, that you got a bunch of money, you taking black girls' summers, and you having black girl wealth, and rich girl, rich girl this, and da-da-da-da, all of this stuff, where you got beautiful homes, and manicured yards, and uh, condos that's overlooking oceans and city views and all of that. That don't think that these fools is not looking at that. They can't tear you down financially, so they coming for your emotions. If you got a man that's jealous, make sure you don't choose no bitch made ass man who has a jealous jealousy. And let me tell you something, ladies. Watch it. You'll see how they move. Motherfuckers that's watching you while you while you sleep and you open your eyes and they got they they cutting their eyes at you or they rolling their eyes at you or they looking at you. You know when somebody looking at you in, in endearment or somebody looking at you in hatefulness. 
if you wake up or you look at a nigga and he see and you see him looking at you crazy, that's an envious man. Get rid of him right then. So it's not easy when a woman is the primary breadwinner. Because also a lot of men are prideful. And nothing beats their ego down like having to ask their woman for something. Now, homosexual don't mind asking you for nothing. He ain't got no pride. He don't care about nothing. He want to live off of you. He want, he, 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 he want to economically exploit and destroy you and then move on to the next person. So watch who you give access. So... And this is the reason why also women, when you be like, get out my house and this my house, this my car, this my this, this my that. Well, when you keep hollering out all that stuff that shows, be prepared to be with yourself. Because ain't nobody trying to listen to that. I'm not a big proponent of that. I feel like, especially, just say, neither one of y'all are homeowners. You live in an apartment, they live in an apartment. I think that y'all should get an apartment together, then start saving and figuring out how you're going to purchase whatever you're going to purchase. And also, you need to figure out what is your expectation financially? Is it traditional where he pays all the bills and then you may buy some food or pay a cable bill or, uh, or something minor where the bulk of your money goes to you? And he pays the financial bills. It's a lot of men who have that same blueprint. Uh, yes, because gas is, you damn near need to put gas on layaway. and uh, Everything is so expensive now. So a lot of men may not necessarily are able to uh, pay that. But if you have a man who, who can traditionally pay all that, then definitely go with the traditional. But if you are a woman who is looking for a traditional man and you prefer a man who is a provider, who's provisionary, don't be afraid to say that's the type of man that I prefer. Because a lot of women, especially security is so, financial security is a one. It's women who will literally deal with men that's asshole. It's women who will get get their ass whooped. It's women that'll get verbally assaulted, verbally abused, mentally abused, spiritually abused, financially, every kind of abuse just to get a to stay, just to have a man who pays all the bills. And I'm not I'm not trying to be funny. But some type of abuse usually comes with those traditional men. Because when you hear being talking about, oh, I, you need to be more like grandma. Grandma hated grandpa. Grandpa was a liar, a cheater. He had a family across town. Uh, don't you mess that with them Johnson girls or them Johnson boys. Because he knew them was your siblings. So when you ask him for traditional, understand traditional be coming with some shit. So make sure you're willing. What are you willing to trade? What's the forfeit? What comes with that? Be clear with what comes that with that, and don't be afraid to ask a man. Oh, if he, but I like to pay all the bills. 
Okay, does that, sir, sir, does that come with some bullshit? Do I got to kiss your ass? Uh, does that come with some hoeing? Uh, you know, what does that come with? Because before I pick the traditional packet, you know, does that come with ass whippings? Is ass whippings included? Is cheating included? Is babies included? Is baby mamas included? What's included with the, tra with the traditional package? And don't be afraid to ask people they shit. Because it'll save you some heartbreak. I didn't ask me and stuff. They be laughing because they think I'm funny. He he hell. I mean it. What that come with? And I let them know I'm petty. I want to know what come. If it's a number seven, what the fuck come with a number seven? Oh, the number, or, or, or like my favorite, the Arbus. What's it, the 13? Okay, that's the, that's the Greek, that's the uh, Greek Euro. Okay, what that come with? Oh, it come with either crinkle fries or curly fries and a drink. You will ask more questions about what come with a number 13 at Arby's than you will ask what comes with the man that you sleeping with. And I'm just finna be ugly. You finna put both of them in your mouth. You putting that number 13 in your mouth. And you putting him in your mouth. So you can't be like, I'm particular about what go in my mouth. Are you? Are you really? Really? Okay. But you need to understand, say, this a traditional man. Usually a traditional man provides for his family within his means. And that's another thing. Within his means. If he say he likes to pay all the bills, ladies, you need to ask yourself, are you willing to live within his means? And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say something to y'all ladies. If you make $150,000 a year, you're not going to be able to comfortably live within the means of a man who makes fifty. And I and I I went to therapy. I did the work because for my man that's coming, he has to, I want him to have the very best of me and I expect the same. But with that being said, that therapist looked me in my face and she told me, she said, baby, now this is wisdom here. This is outside of your therapy. Never, ever, ever be with except marry a man who is, who is extensively outside of your pay grade. And I said, excuse me? She said, do not, I repeat, do not date a man who is extensively outside of your pay grade. She said, if you make $100,000 and he make $40,000, there's a very big disproportion between your pay and his. So it's going to cause him insecurity. 
She said, because most men are insecure. They always try to talk about women being insecure and our daddy issues and our this, this, this. But they don't ever talk about their dad, they fatherless, fatherlessness and child abandonment and they, all of their insecurities and all of their financial insecurities. The fact that they can't, they can't do move. That's the reason why. You see them with so many black men trying to be in close proximity to whiteness because they're trying to emulate the slave master. And they're angry when they can't move like that, when they can't buy they women nothing. And then also, you know, so she told me, she said, now, if you make $100,000 and he make eighty, yes, y'all can come together because on $80,000, he can take care of himself. If you leave tomorrow, he ain't going to starve to death. But you can't get a man who made $30,000 $30, and you make hundred, and y'all living up in a, a two dollars $300,000 house. Guess who's, come on, let's be honest. Guess who paying for this mortgage? Mr. $30,000 can't pay. I do loans all day. Mr. $30,000 can't pay a $300,000 mortgage. And that's his only income. So the weight of that is on you. So if you got a traditional relationship, you make $150,000, he made fifty. You need to ask yourself, are you willing to reduce things to be comfortable with living within his means? And ladies, this is where you got to have, have honest financial conversations with yourself. And you also got to figure out, too, what's the goal here? Like, I, it's, it's one of my favorite TikToks. It's the dude up there. I don't know his name. But he has a tiny house, and he parks his new Tesla outside the tiny house. And they was like, oh, is it that don't financially don't make no sense to park a Tesla outside a tiny house? Actually, it makes all the sense in the world. He's like, I'm not hardly home. That's A. The Tesla electric car gives me better tax breaks. So it's financially smart. Now, would I say... A Tesla in a tiny house for two people, it's going to be hard to put two people in a little bit ass house. Can it be done? Yes. But my thing is, is, is ladies, let's just say maybe we need to bump the tiny house up to a single wider or whatever. But if, if that's the case and you got 150000 he got fifty, and he said, well, we're going to live in a cabin or we gonna live in I'ma build a whatever a um container home and we're going to live here because I wanna build up wealth so I can buy this, 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 this for legacy building, blah blah blah. Ladies, don't be no fool if you got a man who got a plan that's like that, that's saying, well, we're going to be in a $50,000 situation because I'm trying to set us up for a million dollar situation. But if you got somebody who 
make $50,000, $30,000. They financially illiterate. They have no goals. They don't know who they are. Well, really, you should be passing on them anyway. They need to be, you need to give them time to grow. And not saying they may not be a good person, but when, but this is the thing. A lot of y'all thinking that marriage is about love. It's about partnership. It's about generational wealth. It's about legacy building. Is love sprinkled in there? Yes. But it's not the only ingredient in the recipe. Then we have to go to, are you brother have a more modern woman and um, a modern woman relationship where you are a modern woman, you are the primary breadwinner because it's a lot of women that are where the roles have reversed, where the man is a, is a stay-at-home dad or he stays at home. Now, don't end up in an acrimony situation. Don't end up in a, um, what's that situation with the dentist where she, bless her heart, she had paid, she was already a dentist. She paid for her husband to get through dental school. He got all the thing. They expanded, opened up another, other offices. He hires his mistress as a receptionist. I think that's what the story went. It, it, y'all Google it, but he hired she, he hired his mistress, I think, to be the secretary. I don't know that he had, I don't know if the mistress had a child or if, if it was his or not, but whatever the case. But then he going to bring his wife to some hotel or someplace. If, and I may be wrong on this. It's a little sketchy, but I'm going to get to the point. But he drives her in. He writes down everything that was wrong with her. You were too fat. You too this. You too that. Now, the lady had just gave birth to twins. But you telling her she too fat. All of this other stuff, whatever, whatever. This your fat, sir. Anyway, um, he literally proceeds to tell this woman everything that she's not. And leaves, and she leaves to whatever, whatever. However, I don't know how they get down to the parking lot. Get to the parking lot. She runs his ass over in the car, backs up, runs his ass back over, hit another lap like she was in the Indy 500, ran his ass over again. And she kills this man. She ends up going to jail. I think she's out now. Anyway... So be careful if you want to be the modern woman where you help your man come up because it's a lot of men that are on the bottom. A modern woman helps him, gives him a hand up instead of him being grateful like Charlie Wilson. Whether you like interracial relationships or not, he was nothing. He was, he was drug he was on drugs. He was poor. He wasn't getting no gap band money because he probably didn't own the masters because they used to do the worst deals uh, for artists back then. 
He was homeless. He didn't have nothing. And this woman came and she dusted him off. She got him clean. She made sure he was good. And that meant, and then once he got back on his feet, got back to singing, touring, and making the money, he makes sure this woman is okay. He ain't turned his back on this woman because that woman did not turn her back on him. But it's a lot of men who will be brought from nothing, straight out the mud, a woman to take help him. So ladies, stop being captain savers. So you need to understand what comes with being a modern woman where you're the primary breadwinner. Make sure you get somebody of character and somebody that can go the distance with you if that's the dynamic you want the financial dynamics to be. You can and as a modern woman, you can make your own rules. You may not he might you I want somebody that stand $150,000 a year flat-footed right next to me. You may want somebody. You make one fifty, they make one fifty or more. Vice versa. Or you may want somebody to be a stay-at-home dad. You want kids, but you don't want to take care of them, really. And ladies, if you want kids, that's another economic factor that needs to be discussed when you have it. The money talk. Children are expensive. They're, they wreak emotional havoc on relationships. Because when you have a baby, your husband or partner takes the back seat. And if they're used to having all the attention, all the love, all the affection. When a child comes in, it destroys the entire dynamics of the relationship. It literally destroys it. Because, and now you have someone who's helpless. See, this man ain't helpless. He, you can brush your teeth, wash your clothes, wash your ass, and all of this. But a baby can't. A baby's dependent on everything from you. So you need to make sure that financially is talked about. The emotions. What is his expectations? Because a lot of y'all women, y'all putting y'all selves in early grades, trying to be super women for men that don't even love you really. Because he don't even know how to love himself. So you need to ask yourself, are you the modern woman? What does that look like? Be real, be, be transparent with him. And that's also going to require you to get to know you. And figure out exactly what you want so that you can convey it properly. Then the next thing is, which is not my favorite, but I wouldn't recommend it. But, you know, is the roommate style. I get we in this, 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 the climate that we're in now that is actually pushing relationships into 50-50 roommate situations. The reason why I don't like a 50-50 split relationship with a man is, is that I could just go get me a regular roommate and then do whatever the fuck I want to do and who I want to do. I don't have to be stuck with the same man, same dick, same hello, same whatever, whatever. 
in a roommate situation. Splitting bills 50-50. And especially a man who tit for tat. I, I, I just... I don't know why that's an area of contention for me. And that's something I guess I need to explore more in my own journey. And then the disclosure of income. You can, I personally am not a proponent of it because I feel that the more a person knows that you have, it makes them complacent in their dreams, it makes them where they feel like you the fallback plan. So a lot of men will go up and stuff, mess stuff up, quit their job, whatever, whatever. And women do this too. It's a women do this more. Oh, my husband make hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. I ain't got to put up with this shit from y'all people. I quit. That's why I'm not a big proponent of the disclosure of the income. I'm more of, these are the bank accounts. This is the expectation. So to me, I think that it should be accounts that's like this. Yours. Well, we can do the yours, mine, ours. Yeah, we can do a yours, mine, and ours. But this is real talk. You ha- I have my account. You have your account. Then we have a household account. And then under the household, it should be several other small accounts. Household account, savings account, or or investing a college account. Because, see, let me tell you something. And I know this going to hurt some of y'all feelings. But a lot of y'all dumbass children ain't going to nobody college. They ain't going to do well on the SAT. So, Look at your child, find out their strengths, and finance that. Don't be wasting your money trying to send nobody who can't hardly read to no four-year institution. You know if you failed your child and stop playing. Because you get what you invest in your children. So don't get mad if you ain't invested nothing that your child ain't nothing. Don't get mad about that. But then it should be a vacation account a recession account, and a goals and dreams count, account. And this is this is the thing. Them last two, they get ignored the most, and they are some of the most important. And so this is going to require some conversations on the financial tip. A lot of people are like, oh, well, he need to already have his da-da-da-da-da-da-da. No, especially y'all young ones that's in y'all late 20s, early 30s. You still trying to figure out who the hell you are. But if y'all saying, okay, this is my goal, this is my dream. We, the, the, everything is high. If it's a recession account, okay, a recession account is almost like a rainy day fund account. For when some emergencies come up or when something happens or if somebody get laid off or if it's something that that's why we need to have multiple streams of income. But that's another episode. But that's another thing to get multiple streams of income. That's going to require some money. So that's where the the, the goals and dreams fund. Y'all both put into it. Y'all both identify what y'all goals are and y'all help each other get there. 
Because he might be smarter on he. Because let me tell you something. It's a lot of women. He might get out there and do the actual physical work. He a da da da. You may be the brains. Ladies, if you got a man that's a truck driver out here, well, then you should be open a dispatch company. Ladies, if you got a husband that's a builder, then maybe you need to become a real estate agent. Especially if you haven't figured out what you want to be yet. Why not? It ain't gonna kill you to make them coins in the, in the, in the um while you do self discovery. But when you when if you have a recession account, and let's just say everybody say, well, we're gonna put two hundred dollars a month in the recession account. You put two, I put two. That's four hundred dollars a month. That's forty eight hundred dollars a year. Then y'all get there and it's time to renew the lease. And somebody say, well, we raising your rent $400. Okay, cool. We got that in the, you got that in the recession account. Or, oh, cool. We'll use that to move to a better apartment that's, that's, that's comparable. But now the recession account got enough money to pay for the move. And ain't nobody got to have GoFundMe's or no shit like that for you. And speaking of, we may add another account. You may want to do a final expense account. And let's just say you're really young. You can put $30, $40 a month in that account, both of you. And if something happens to somebody, unfortunately passes away, y'all can be clear. Do I want to? Be cremated. Do I want a, a whole extravaganza uh, for wardrobe change funerals? I don't know. But whatever you want, that's what that account should be reflective of what type of final, exp final expense, what kind of departure you want. But these are the type of conversations. I know we don't like to talk about death, but if you're talking about birth, you also need to talk about death. All of this stuff costs. It's a part of the finances. It should be a discussion. And ladies, what are you using your money on? It's a lot of men that they are watching you. When I said I don't like to bring men up in my house, because they looking at everything. And because they idiotic, they looking at everything like, I bought all of this stuff in one day. Some of the stuff I had, I didn't have for 20 years. But they don't realize that. They just look at it and say, oh, everything in here is so nice and expensive. And blah, 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 blah. I can't afford nothing up in here. They count your pockets and theirs. And it makes them financially insecure. And so, also, if you got a man and y'all shacked up, and you like, he won't ask me to marry him. He's looking at your spending habits. If every time he look up, it's an Amazon box. But y'all ain't got no money saved. 
you all got you got you got Christian Louis Vuittons and you got all this uh, all this money going out the door. But we ain't got no money for our dreams. Or when we catch a hard time, we ain't got nothing but a closet full of nonsense. Why would you think somebody want to marry somebody who lacks financial responsibility? Who lacks financial discipline? I'm not saying don't buy yourself nothing, but don't buy everything. Cause see they look at that they when they in that boat with you and you buying all this shit, they feel like it's a leak in their boat. And they not gonna be able to roll this boat that's sinking. So don't be overspending on designer clothes and purses and I need a I need a Birkin and blah blah blah. Do you understand that a Birkin the, a Birkin costs a car. The cost of a car. Some of these Birkin bags. And why? What does it, you know, oh, so you, do you understand that rich people do not normally be designed out like that? Designer stuff was designed for poor people who wasn't used to shit. How all broke people who get new money. That's what this is designed for. And to keep you broke so you won't be in the top 1%. So when a man sees that you have discipline around your money, it builds trust. Same thing for women. A man who's disciplined around his money. A man who flips his money. A man who takes his money to make more money. A man who will buy a truck, who got a truck that makes more money. A man who has a skill and he goes out there and flip it, that's attractive to a woman. It builds trust. It builds security for a woman. When it's done with a woman, when a man looks at it, it builds financial trust of that woman in him. Like with Gucci man, he went to jail, he came out, that woman had double his money. That built financial trust for him. That woman can get anything she wants. Because she built financial trust around the relationship for them. She insulated their relationship with financial trust. He trusted her with his money. She doubled it. Even if he broke up with her tomorrow, it won't be nothing that woman would need. If he got it, he'll give it to her. And let's talk about Not only if a man requires for you to live within his means, what does that actually mean? Are you living within your means even? And I'm going to tell you, like, Plies is like he only used 30% of his money. Period. If, if it's outside them 30%, it, it ain't going to get God. But that's also not quite as fair because he makes hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. Because his videos probably make more money than them damn tours. Because he's hilarious. Shout out to Plies. I love you. Fantastic. Whatever. However, from the perspective of my business, which I've been in the real estate business for over 30 years. 
when we qualify alone, depending on the credit score, depending on the loan to value, but for the most part, it's 43%. A lot of times we'll go to 50 if the loan to value is under 80%. But let's just go with 43%. So if you make $10,000 a month, your expenses should not be exceeding $4,300 a month. That's rent, lights, cable. And this is the thing, we don't, we don't, we, and we do your housing debt and your credit card, whatever's the debts that are on your, on your credit report. But for me, when I do mine, my stuff, that 43% includes everything, rent car insurance, car note, um, credit cards, lights, water, parking. I include all of that in my 43%. So if I choose a place to live, it has to be under $3,000 a month. And that is the rent, the parking, the water, the sewer. It's got to be under three thousand dollars a month, even though I did I made sure mine was actually under that even. I did I made sure mine was even under that. Then my food, incidentals, you know, whatever the house may need or whatever, whatever, that's what that other Thirteen hundred dollars is for entertainment, uh, whatever co-pays to go to the doctor, dentist, or whatever, whatever. That's how that's used. And ladies, until you get good at it. You put that money, you, you have an account that's just for that. Or a credit card, because I don't, I, I, prefer, I prefer for you to say, even if you have to go get a secured credit card with your bank, the same bank that you bank, bank with, be like, I need a secured credit card. I want that, you take that secured credit card, you take the $4,300 for that secured credit card, Boom. There you go. So now you then create yourself a higher limit. And then you pay your bills off of that card. Okay? So now you're building your credit. And you're paying your expenses. And then and then now you can say, okay, the rent comes out of here. Boom. You take and this is you do your direct deposits too. You can get your direct deposits to either go into it or you can have it where it does an automatic transfer of them $4,300 to this a card. That's how you do it, 
or you pay that card and then you pay it back off a debit card. Once you get build up the credit, then you switch this, then you switch the same thing over. Okay, my expenses are forty three hundred dollars. Then you get you another credit card that got cash back and rewards with a five thousand dollar balance. Then after that, then you start paying your bills off of the credit card that has rewards. And then you make sure you got a man who is listening and you have him set his up the same. And y'all both building credit. So when y'all come in and build y'all unit, everybody got at least a 650 credit score or higher. Preferably in the sevens. But at least if you in the mid-60s, y'all both can still qualify for a house. You can qualify for any car. But pick somebody who is not financially illiterate, which means you have to become financially literate. And you have to choose somebody who wants to be financially literate. And before you get married, if everybody is financially literate, illiterate, then y'all should work together to become financially literate together so that finances will not destroy your relationship. I'll never forget my ex. My ex. He took a counter check. He opened a new bank account. He took the counter checks that they gave him and he put it in the envelope blank just signed it didn't put the amount of the rent or what it was for or nothing luckily the people in the leasing office and we still friends to this day said girl you need to come down here she handed that to me to see because i didn't realize i had picked a man who was totally a financially infantile he had the financial illiteracy, financial illiteracy of a two-year-old. And I, I married this person. I didn't even know. So I'm telling y'all cuties out of experience. Not from a haughty tardy look down my nose over my glasses at anybody. No, I'm trying to tell y'all the dumb shit I done did so y'all don't do it. So, be better than I being cuties. Well, we're going to wrap this one up. This has been a great, great one. I hope you all got some good financial nuggets out of this and some things that will open your eyes so that you can make sure that not only are you making great financial decisions for yourself and your children, and your children's children, hopefully with your generational wealth. But that you also, you know, and like I said, I know it hurts women's feelings at when people tell you need to choose better. But we do need to choose better. I thank you all. Have a great week. Bye. Hey, cuties. I hope you had lots of fun hanging out with us today. 
Please like, share, and subscribe so you get notified when new episodes drop. Or follow the Cute Girls Club on Instagram and TikTok. Until next time, stay cute in these streets. Thanks for listening.